Welcome back to Draft Buzz. My name is Walter, and on today's episode, we talk the franchise tags, the Russell Wilson trade, Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay, uh, the Harold Landry extension, the Mike Williams extension, and uh, Calvin Ridley's suspension. Uh, and so let's let's kick it off right at the top. Uh, and then the NFL Combine, I'll touch on that later on this week. There were some winners, there were some losers, but in reality, there's no losers. It's just the Combine, it's just the Underwear Olympics, but we'll talk a little bit about that later on. We're getting into draft season, folks, but the Combine's where all the deals are made, and thus, that's maybe where we start seeing the, the shells of these, uh, these stories kind of start to get solidified with Russell Wilson getting traded. Uh, Russell Wilson gets traded for two first-round picks, two second-round picks. Drew Locke, Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and a fifth-rounder. Also, the Seahawks had to throw in a fourth-rounder. Don't know how that came up in the deal. Um, so, yes, uh, Russell Wilson no longer a Seahawk. Never thought I'd see it happen. That was See, I predicted Aaron Rodgers would stay, and I still thought like the Seahawks would never move on from Russell Wilson. But it appears... Trading two first-round picks for a safety just broke the Seattle Seahawks, and uh, they have to. They had to figure out how to rebuild. Uh, a follow-up move in this, they decided to tr- uh, cut Bobby Wagner, uh, the All-Pro linebacker, who's been a, p- a big part of their defense since the, the basically before the Super Bowl run, and is basically one of the last two remnants. Ham Russell Wilson gone. Uh, now there's rumors they're taking calls on Tyler Lockett, who I really do think they want to deal, and uh, DK Metcalf. So what does all this mean? Well, you know, again, uh, it, it means it sounds like the, the Seahawks are in somewhat of a rebuild. They want to go ahead and get younger, get healthier. Um, I think they want to keep DK for the long haul. I'm not quite sure they want to move on quite yet on that one. Uh, just because he's young. He's still 24. They, You know, if... It, it, a rebuild for the Seahawks might only be a year. You know, we've seen these rebuilds come around really quick, and uh, it might not be a long-term overhaul, but we'll see. I'm not necessarily uh, believing in how much that rebuild will be, but we will find out. I actually probably would have wanted three first-rounders, and apparently there were deals on the table for three first-rounders. The Eagles called, the Commanders called, and apparently Wilson said, no, I do not want to go to the Commanders. Um... You know, Aaron Rodgers made the announcement he's staying in Green Bay. There's some conflicting reports as to if he's got a, doing an extension, you know, clearing out cap space. Green Bay is in this weird zone, but at least we do know that Rodgers is staying and he's made his decision to stay for 2022. Apparently it was pretty legit that he might have been interested in retiring. I think that's him t- yanking the chain a little bit, um, saying, you better look at me, I'm pretty. But, hey, you know what? That's how it is. Mike Williams got an extension. I never thought he was leaving the Chargers. Chargers had a decent amount of cap space. They could have tagged him. And, in fact, there was rumors that they were going to tag him. Then they go ahead and they give him a three-year, $60 million deal with $28 million front-loaded into that contract, $40 million in guarantees. Listen, I, I, that's more than he would have That's more than he would have made on one year of that uh, That. The, that tag but again like they're just you know oh it it's good job on Mike Williams he definitely deserves it he is the star there I think I think that it's going to continue to be him and you know Keenan Allen's still there but Keenan Allen's older so like I don't know how you would have expected to move on from Mike Williams like that that's just that's the guy who's part of your future not you know not the other you know 
that's the dude who you want and you want to retain. He's 27. He's got a few more years left. That was definitely the dude that's sticking around. Um, R- Calvin Ridley got suspended yesterday um, for gambling. That was kind of a, a weird deal. Uh, you know, he was apparently gambling parlays on, uh, you know, on some games, including the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, to betting on them to win, so hey, at least he's rooting for his own team. Uh, he did do this while he was on the NFI list, so I actually do question is maybe he didn't know he wasn't allowed to gamble while he was on this list, while he wasn't an active player in the NFL. I guess everybody has different definitions of what you determine as active. So, you know, they're saying, okay, he didn't use any, like, secret information to gamble on it, but, uh, you know, the NFL frowns on that. They do not want players gambling on games. Kind of weird because the NFL has a lot of partnerships now. Some of the owners of some of these teams do have uh, legit monetary interests in in companies that that you know, like FanDuel, DraftKings. Uh, no, uh, no NFL owners sharing draft fights. By the way, this is a hundred percent indie podcast, indie show, indie stuff. Um. So yeah, as far as Mike Williams, that made sense. Calvin Ridley. Suspended for a year, you know, uh, it, it voids the guarantees on the uh, of the fifth year option. Uh, basically, means that you know, for him to earn that money, he has to come back. Like before this point, it was that money was guaranteed, and if he didn't play, he he made that money. You know, if he got injured week one, he he kept all that money. Um, now because that was fully guaranteed, you know. Now it becomes a question of, you know, where are you at in a year? Does he keep up? He is a relatively older player, too. You know, he's 27, 28. You know, by the time he was at the end of this deal, he's going to be 29 already. You know, he's, he kind of got a little bit, you know. So, you know, the Falcons control his deal, and, you know, he can come back in a year and play for them for $10 million. They can cut him. I don't know why you would cut him if you're the Falcons, because now you have a $10 million non-guaranteed deal. You might as well hang on to his rights until he's able to, you know, be eligible to come back and figure it out with him and maybe, you know, at that point trade him to another team and, and figure things out from there. So there's rumors as to what they might do there. I'm again, I I like Ridley a lot. I thought he was, you know, he's I thought he was a very good player. Um, one of my favorites to watch, and again, one of the best route runners in the NFL. It, it, you know, Amari Cooper is gonna get released from the Dallas Cowboys. It sounds like um, that's the rumor right now. Maybe they trade him if they can find a dance partner. But he's got a huge cap hit. Uh, it's a big contract, I, but I don't think his contract is gonna be any different anywhere else he goes. But at least if they, he gets released, that deal can get reworked. You know, even if he gets traded, you know, the the accepting team just has to have the money on the books, and then they could rework the contract if they really wanted to do that. Um, so Amari Cooper, if he does end up getting a release, if nobody really wants to offer even a day three pick for him. You know that that could really put a you know, that might reinvigorate a wide receiver market that was did not look like it was going to have a lot of top end guys after the the franchise tags and these extensions. Um, you know, Chris Godwin got uh, the, you know we can go over the franchise tags, right? Green Bay Packers wide receiver Devontae Adams franchise tagged. Buccaneers wide receiver Chris Godwin franchise tagged. We had three tight ends fri- franchise tagged: Dalton Schultz. David Njoku and Mike Kosicki. Um, 
you know, David Njoku of the Browns, Kaseki of the Dolphins, Schultz of the Dallas Cowboys. Some people might have never even heard some of those names. Um, Orlando Brown, tackle for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, uh, who they traded for last year, you know, dropped to the second round. They basically swapped their first rounder for the, the Ravens' second rounder last year to get him. Clearly, they wanted to keep him on board. Um, another offensive lineman who uh, supposedly got tagged was uh, Cam Robinson. Which is weird. He got a second tag now. Uh, I, I don't think a lot of people were expecting him to get the second tag. Uh, but I guess this keeps him in-house. It gives them an option at offensive line. Um, it does. I don't think this takes anything out of their running as far as wh- who they might take at number one. But I, I already thought they were taking uh, Aiden Hutchinson at one, and this just gives them some options uh, on the offensive line. I just think Aiden Hutchinson's really good. You can, you know, pair him up with Josh Allen. I'll do a dive into the what the Jacksonville Jaguars should maybe do this year. Um, Jesse Bates got tagged by the Bengals, and if you notice, there's a trend uh, for a lot of these tags outside of the two wide receivers because the wide receiver tag is actually pretty expensive, almost twenty million dollars. Um, three tight ends, you know, the, the tight end tag was 10.8 million. It's one of the cheapest tags on the market. Uh, safety, that's still a relatively cheap tag as well. Um, with Jesse Bates, Orlando Brown and Cam Robinson, you know, you think about their tags, they're not expensive tags because and they're both getting paid 16 million because basically Cam Robinson was getting paid 14 million last year. And that the twenty percent increase that you get for your second tag, basically, was similar to the increase in the the tag already for this year. So, um, that being said, with uh, Cam Robinson and Orlando Brown, there's a reason why the tag feels relatively depressed on tackles. It's because it is because they they include the the average contracts of all offensive linemen, all the you know the top five paid offensive linemen. So it's it's always the you know like so basically it only behooves you for you to use it on tackles and for you to never use it on a player like a center who's the average contract is you know for even like the top contracts barely break ten million. I think Corey Lindsley's at thirteen million. He's the highest paid center in the NFL right now. And after that, it's a lot of nine and ten million dollar deals, and then you know that's for a handful of guys, and then a lot of the guys below that, five six million less than that sometimes. Um, I kind of don't mind any of these decisions because again, uh, tight ends a weird position. Uh, you know, I, you know, Gasicki might file a grievance to say he's really a wide receiver because he barely plays tight end. He's really more of a you know plays a lot in the slot as well as outside. So he might be able to, you know, file a grievance and try to argue he's really technically a wide receiver and he should get way more than ten million dollars. Maybe they negotiate that and figure that out. Um, and Joku makes sense for the Browns as a Browns fan. Uh, he was one of the brighter spots on their team last year when everything was falling apart, including like the the quarterback's arm. You know, the the one guy's hip, this guy's knee, this guy's that. You know, the offensive line was in shambles. Joku looked really good. So let and they really like Joku. They liked his development. It's a team that runs a lot of two tight end sets. Uh, there were plenty of games where Austin Hooper and David and Joku played more snaps than the top wide receiver. So and they played a lot of twelve and thirteen personnel. In fact, this team ran uh, only forty four percent eleven personnel. So it's a 
you know, they definitely value tight ends. They like Harrison Bryant. They like, and they, there's rumors they're keeping Austin Hooper. Uh, I kind of predicted this on my Twitter feed that I, I believe that they were going to keep Austin Hooper and you know either franchise tag or extend David and Joku uh, because I think that again they really like being able to run two tight ends, three tight ends, thirteen personnel. They were one of the few teams that can even do that. And it actually was a very good package for them. So, again, and, and I know a lot of people make a big deal about $20 million invested in your tight end room. But when you really think about it, $20 million is what you pay for one of those wide receivers. You know, you're getting two players who add different areas of production. Now, Austin Hooper, I think some people are not huge fans of how he's played the last you know year or so. I, I think, you know... When you're looking at the overall roster, I think he allows you to do things that they want to be able to keep on doing. And I even think that they would keep four tight ends on this roster because they do value tight end a lot. Um, and again, tight end just creates a mismatch for them. Uh, in addition to that, again, Devontae Adams and Chris Godwin were pretty expected. So now like the top of the market might end up being like Amari Cooper and Allen Robinson. And, you know, and then the wide receiver is going to become like, what's your flavor of, fran- you know, uh, wide receiver that you want. Maybe you get some trades out there. Uh, part of the Amari Cooper, you know, rumored cut is that they're, they want to go ahead and extend Michael Gallup and maybe even Cedric Wilson. Although now there's rumors that Dallas Cowboys aren't even, you know, gonna uh, offer Wilson because he's going to be priced out for them somehow. Uh, in addition to that, they, you know, they tag Schultz. So now they're keeping Gallup and Schultz for the expense of Amari Cooper. I, I don't know. There's something else there that I don't know what's going on because Cooper was good for them when he played. He, you know, he was uh, an energizer to that offense. Now you're going to have to expect CeeDee Lamb to take a step forward again, uh, Michael Gallup to come back from that ACL. You're expecting a lot for that team. And now I get it. They're $20 million over the cap. It's the easiest way to get under the cap is to move on from Amari Cooper and, and then do some, you know, some quick deals. It's just so strange. Um, outside of that, uh, that's it for right now. I'll do a uh, combine episode. Oh, the Harold Landry extension, uh, eight million dollars. Let me see if I could find Landry extension again. Harold Landry five years, uh, eighty-seven and a half million dollar deal that includes includes. $52.5 million guaranteed. Um, this is a second-round pick from a few years ago, but this guy was projected to be a first-round pick. He had some uh, injury concerns coming out of the draft. Uh, he's been great for them. And now they get to pair him up with Bud Dupree and keep them there for the long haul. Um, they got a lot of money tied up into those pass rushers. And we'll see how that works. I, listen, I like Harold Landry. I like Harold Landry a lot more than I like Bud Dupree. Um, they didn't tag him, so again, they figured out this deal. I guess they knew they were coming to the end of this deal relatively quickly, and I think it was a good move. Uh, I, I don't really have much else to say on that. I think that they, you know, it's you don't want to let good players go, so for the Titans, it makes sense. Um, outside of that, again, I'll touch a little bit more on the Falcons with Ridley. Uh the Falcons are in such a weird place now, right? Because, again, like Ridley might have gotten them like a day-two pick if they were able to trade him, and now he's suspended for a year. Um, Yeah, that, that's going to be rough for them. And, 
you know, again, if they were to gotten a day two pick and traded him away, you know, they might be in a different position going forward. You know, they could take the best player available at, you know, eight. And, you know, they do have two second round picks this year. Uh, maybe they trade down. Maybe they try to accumulate picks. But again, it's a roster that has a lot of issues and a lot of money tied up on that roster, too. They have multiple players getting $20 million each. Deion Jones, Grady Jarrett, Jake Matthews. Um, you know, Matt Ryan has a huge cap hit this year. And they're still paying $15 million for Julio Jones. When you bottle that all together, that's a lot of money that's tied up. They're $3 million under the cap. Now, I'm sure they'll restructure some guys and get some more money. But, dear God, the Falcons are in such a – I don't know how you expect this team to, to bounce back. Any guys you do try to sign, you're probably going to have to push some of their money out. So maybe you sign – you know, their, their offensive line had massive problems. Um, their wide receiver room looks like it's going to be continuing to be decimated. And I don't even think they can afford to take a wide receiver early because you just look at their general roster and it's just – so depleted in so many places. You know, maybe they go corner early. Maybe they go edge rusher early if the right one's there. Maybe they go wide receiver. Falcons are, Falcons are just in this weird zone where maybe they should rebuild. Like I guess they didn't wave off the idea of trading Matt Ryan, but they're in such a weird place right now. Uh, outside of that, uh, that wraps this up. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, if you want, you can follow the podcast at DraftFice on Twitter, at DraftFice underscore football on Instagram. You can follow me at B-R-O-J-O. Death is in the end of life. Punch like a delicious drink you drink in the summer. Like, follow, subscribe. Uh, follow it on iTunes, Instagram, the YouTube. And uh, take care. When I woke up this morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous. I'm about to pass. I'm about to